Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Chirpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. How's it going? Still in the hotel. Let's talk about the moon. Lady moon shining in my window. Okay, now we're going to have to link to that. That's a Kellyana tune from uh, one of her albums. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll link to that. It's a fantastic song. If you haven't heard it, you should definitely check it out. But yes, let's talk about the moon. Let's talk about the moon and some moon magic. <laughs> moon magic, baby. What is moon magic? So moon magic, so the moon is the ultimate feminine symbol. She starts in the darkness and she comes out in a crescent and grows to fruition and then recedes back down and until the darkness again. So it's the ultimate feminine path of birth, fruition, death, and rebirth again, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, when you see the symbols of the maiden mother crone, You'll see that the maiden is the, the new moon, the mother is the whole moon, and the crone is the, the last crescent moon of the waning cycle. And so the waxing and waning process is the cycle of life. Okay. In pretty much every culture, the moon is feminine. Okay. And we've talked about masculine and feminine uh, energies being masculine, being the spirit and the thing that continues forward and is born and reborn and reborn. And the feminine being the physicality of the, the life force on the planet and the earth itself. Right. And the cycle of birth and maturation and death and rebirth again, which in pagan culture gets a little 
interesting because they they sort of reverse that mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the goddess is the one that's all everlasting okay. and the god is the one who is born of the goddess rises to maturation becomes her consort and her husband and uh, and and then dies and is reborn again through her so it's the ultimate you know um incestual yeah <laughs> sure seems like it <laughs> But that's how it, you know, they're gods and life is different for them. But (laughs) the upshot is the the moon magic. When we talk about moon magic, what we're talking about is working with the energies of that birth, maturation, and death and rebirth process, right? And I'm I'm leaving out a part in that cycle, which is when the moon is void of course, which is when the sky is dark. And that is the point of stillness of being within the void. I'm going to relate this back to the wheel of the year as well. In the Celtic tradition, the year ends at Samhain or Samhain, and it begins at Yule. And so November 1, October 31, November, you know, it could be November as late as five or six for Samhain, right? Uh, It's a midpoint between the equinox and the solstice. Thank you. (laughs) Word, word, I need a word. Solstice, thank you. (laughs) So it's the midpoint between those two. So wherever that midpoint falls is what is actually Samhain. And then Yule is the solstice itself. So that's December 20, 21, 22, depending on the year, right? And so in Celtic tradition, when the year ends at Samhain and it doesn't begin again until Yule, there is this space held in between, that is time out of time, also known as being in the void. Okay. Right? Now, funny thing, and I just have to tell you because it amuses me, I was born on Samhain, and Kathy was born on Yule. Oh, that is very funny. <laughs> and together, we hold time out of time. It's <laughs> freaking awesome. Bookmark the so, void. And we're 14 years apart, so seven times two. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the moon magic works with the same sort of concept of there's a a time when everything is fallow, when you go within, where everything is in stillness, and that's the void, right? So in the void is where moon magic can begin or not, right? So the type of moon magic you do is dependent upon uh, what you're trying to accomplish with the moon magic, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're trying to bring something to fruition... You could start in the void or you can start with the crescent moon, yeah. with the, the new moon. And it just depends on what you're trying to, to do. If you're trying to bring it out of nothing, then you start in the void. Yep. If you're trying to take something that's sort of nascent and grow it, you start with the crescent new moon. That's the, the piece that you work with. And you work with it up until it comes to a full moon. And then you release the energy. Okay. Anytime you're doing energy work of this nature, manifestation type stuff, you only want to hold it so long as it's in process. So for instance, if you were to continue to hold it after the full moon, then you would be pulling it into a waning cycle and you don't want to do that. Right. One of the biggest challenges people hit when they're trying to manifest is they don't let it go. (laughs) Because that would change the energy of the magic at that point. Right, exactly. So you can't, you can't receive the energy back unless you let it go into the world. Yeah. 
And so when you do something that's, that's trying to grow on the full moon, you do a ritual to let it go into the world, to declare it fulfilled and release the energy that it may come back to you with the thing that you're creating. Now, if you're trying to get something to leave your life, then you start on the full moon and you work into the waning moon. Yeah. So if you're trying to like, um, you got a stalker. Okay. And you're trying to get the stalker to leave, you know, aside from, you know, reporting them to the police and whatever else, but (laughs) energetically, you start the energy at the full moon and it's like, this is the worst it gets. It does not get worse than this. Mm -hmm. This is the fullness of all this will ever be. And it is now going away. So Mm -hmm. it also serves as a limiter. And then it begins the process of declination, right? And so you would begin with the ritual on the full moon and end with the ritual at the last vestiges of the crescent moon to release it into the void. Okay. I would not go into void, of course, for that, just because void, of course, can also be a nascent space. Right. So I would I would go out on the very last edges of that waning moon. Okay. And so that's that's a suggestion for something that you would do like that. If you're trying to... I want to be really clear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right? Because moon magic is something that you do most often when it's something external to yourself that you're trying to do something about. You're you're trying to to get a new job. You would do a waxing moon to full moon bring me a job. Mm-hmm. You're you're trying to get rid of your stalker. You're yeah. you're you're marking your divorce. Yeah. That would be a full moon to the to the waning crescent. Moon magic is not something that's super great to use for your internal work. Like internal emotional work or physical work? Well, so the moon is related to emotion. Yeah. But in my experience, and you know, granted I don't do a huge amount of moon magic because I tend to be doing a lot of inner work. But my experience of working with sort of newer people in the 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 spiritual world who are trying to do moon magic, what ends up happening is that they'll look at something that they don't like in their life Mm -hmm. and they'll say, I want to get rid of this. And then they will like do this waning moon magic to get rid of it. The problem is, is that the thing that they don't like is often tied to them. And it's something about themselves that they don't like that they're trying to deny. I see. If you have an internal issue, you cannot get rid of it using moon magic. Yeah. This this goes to the magical bypass type Yeah, it's logic. a spiritual by- bypass. Yeah, yeah. It's a magical bypass. Exactly. You have to actually, with, with something of that nature, you literally have to go in and fully accept the thing that you're trying to get rid of. You have to stop trying to get rid of it yeah. and own it. That's the only way it moves. So I can understand that with regards to work that you need to do. You can't moon magic away work that you need to do in yourself, your internal work there. Right. What about something like an illness or something like that? If you were trying to use moon magic to help to remove that illness from your life. You could absolutely do it with an illness, but I wouldn't do it yourself. Okay. When you're sick, you shouldn't be doing energy work because you're putting energy out that you need to heal. Right. That's, that's a good point. Okay. So, you know, somebody else could do moon magic for you to help heal you. Yeah. That could be done. That makes sense. But, uh, you know, always conserve your energy when you're not feeling well. You don't want to be putting it out into doing magical workings and things like that. Yeah. Because that 
defeats the purpose of trying to get better. Yep. And that's a that's a great point, I think, for us in general is any magic we're doing, we probably shouldn't be using our own energy to do work when we need that for ourselves. It's it's yeah. Little. In most cases, you shouldn't be using your own energy to do anything. You should be channeling it. Yeah. Um, but it takes a certain amount of your own energy to do the channeling, which right. is why I say don't do it with healing work. Right. So, yeah, okay. just to clarity of language. Okay. Well, and let's so let's talk about you gave us an example or a couple of examples there of, of things that would be. But how how is moon magic actually done? I mean, is it is it a spell that you're doing? Is it a manifestation? Always you brought it back to manifesting. Is it really tied to manifestation? And should we expect the outcome? to come with the cycle of the moon or just when we release it, that's when we're releasing the energy of the manifestation that is built up with the energy of the moon. So it depends on who you ask. Okay. And it depends on how you're approaching it. Okay. So the way that I've described it is you're going to hold the energy for two weeks and then release it. Yeah. In that way, you should expect it to come back at least within the 30 days of the cycle coming back to full again. Okay. Some people would say you start the magic at the new moon or in the void of course, and that it comes to fruition within two weeks. Mm-hmm. And you could do that depending on the complexity and the, the, the size and the scope of the working that you're doing and, and your belief structures around how fast things can happen. Yep. That may or may not work. Right. Something small and simple, like, you know, when I when I was talking about I need a headboard. Yep. You know, that you could definitely do. Yep. <laughs> you know, that would be an easy one to two weeks, you'll find it, no problem. Yep. But when you're talking about something more significant, like um, my business will come to fruition, right. you know, that's not a two-week process. Right. So you've got to get got to get realistic about that. All right. So we've talked about the cycles of the moon and how to leverage them. One of the things that's interesting to me, and we talked a little bit about the void, and you talked about that void with regards to that period of stillness, but you also mentioned how we can start some of these these moon magic processes within that that period of the void. Is that a period that we should be starting that work, or is that a period where we should be allowing that stillness to exist? Again, it depends on the magic you're doing. Okay. So if the magic that you're doing is ultimately creative... Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the last episode, we had Brian on and we talked about the chaos realms. Mm-hmm. If you're pulling creation out of those chaos realms, you know, if you're going to the chaos realms for that, that creation process, then starting in void, of course, makes sense. Okay. Because chaos realms exist in the darkness, yeah. in, the, in the primordial ooze of the all that is, right? Mm-hmm. And so... If you're pulling out of nothingness to create, then that's where you start. Okay. If you're doing something that you're adding energy to something that's nascent, then you you do that with the crescent moon. Okay. With that new moon energy. And there are people who actually do rituals for the new moon and the full moon every single month. Yeah. Or just for one or the other every single month. And there's that's their regular practice. Um, I, Carolyn used to do that. Carolyn Kepish used to do that. And you can do that work on a regular basis as a regular spiritual practice, sort of like people go to church on a weekly basis. This would be, you know, twice a month, you sit down, you have ritual, right? Yeah. So it's the same sort of concept from that perspective. Okay. I just wasn't sure with that, that void, if there was value to 
the stillness. There is absolutely value to the stillness and, and using the void, of course, time as a way to get deeper into your stillness practice is a great way to do that. Uh, because the energies, it's that sympathetic magic that we talked yeah. about early on. Uh, the energies of the world are, are in alignment with you. And doing a void of course presence practice in between Samhain and Yule is particularly good because you're void in both places, right? Which is where we are. Which is where we are. So, <laughs> you know, the, utilizing the energies around you. I find that I do the most of my you know, hardcore spiritual growth work in between Salmon and Yule. Yeah. It just works out that way. And maybe that explains why everything's been so hectic for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. Time out of time means sometimes it moves too fast. Sometimes it moves too slow. Sometimes it doesn't move. Sometimes you don't know where the time went. <laughs> <laughs> That's My sounds- husband and I were driving along the, you know, yesterday or the day before, and he's like, Oh my God! It's almost December. What what happened to the year? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a time out of time thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else can you tell us about moon magic? What would be um, a good resource for people? Is there a book or something that you would go to? There is a book actually entitled Moon Magic that I can't remember who wrote it, and I apologize to the author now. But there is, it might be Starhawk. Um, but if it isn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but there is a moon magic book out there, probably published by Llewellyn because they do most of that stuff. The thing that you got to keep in mind with moon magic is it's feminine, right? Yeah. So you want to be working with the chalice. You want to be working with the figures of the goddess and the rounded things uh, you know, on your altar and the you know, water and the, the feminine elements, mm-hmm. right? Because those are the things that are going to be working within the construct of the moon magic itself. Yeah. So, you know, those are the pieces that the, of the elements that you want to put into it. And, you know, if you're using crystals, use balls or eggs instead of wands, right? Why is that? Uh, it's just to, to, again, sympathetic magic for the feminine aspect of the, of the moon. Women may find that as they do this work, they may find that their menstrual cycles will cycle up to the cycle of the moon. Yeah. Um, Bringing that element in as well. You know, we, we touched on blood magic at one point, didn't we? We sure did. Yep. So, um, you know, menstrual blood can be incredibly powerful as a magical tool. And especially if you're using it in in moon magic, Mm -hmm. if your cycle matches up with the the cycle of the moon that you're working with, then you could use some of that in there. I wouldn't use it for the stalker. (laughs) You don't want to attach yourself to the energy of the stalker in that way. You know, to to bring something to you, I I would use it for that. Okay. You know, excellent. And I just looked up uh, Moon Magic books, and there is a boatload titled Moon Magic. So we might. Right. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know there's at least one, but I'm I've got like six covers like floating through my brain. Yeah. So if uh, there's there's any number of of Moon Magic um, material out there, it seems so. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, as always, my job is just to, to let you guys know that these things exist and then you can dive deep into them as you will. But they're out there right. is really what it comes down to. You could, if you choose, bring goddess energy into your moon magic work as well. It's a little bit of a cross-cultural 
you know, not really cross-cultural, but it's sort of a crossing because the moon, the moon herself is an energy. Right. But, you know, if you picked an energy of a goddess that was associated with the moon, you could do that. It's a lot of powerful feminine energy being pulled in. Yeah. I mean, Isis is, is uh, often pictured with her arms up over her head. Yeah. So that's a really good imagery that you might want to use. You know, Isis is sort of the, the, all-around goddess, yeah. um, not a very specific focused goddess like some of the other goddesses are. So she might be a good one to work with. And I'm sure that if we had Brian back, he would tell us <laughs> who, who the goddess of the moon was, yes. the, who the the, uh, the Orisha of the moon was. Absolutely. I want to talk to you guys real quick about the mythology series, actually, okay. because we're going to be delving into mythology. And I'm going to ask Kathy to come back on and talk some more with me about that. And that's going to be coming up, uh, not not right away, probably after the new year. But we're going to be starting a whole series on myth- mythos and mythology of different cultures and different belief structures, right? Okay. And we're going to do sort of what I did with Brian, which is, you know, he says, this and I say, oh, that's that's kind of like that, and yeah. and this together. He's yeah. like, yeah, but without that, it's yeah. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> At its core, the energy of existence can be tapped through story. Okay, and the stories that we tell create reality, and that reality is formulated through the stories of our ancestors mm-hmm. as well. And so when we look at the mythology and the legends and the and and the the gods and goddesses of cultures of our of the planet earth, right? Then we begin to see the different facets of the larger all that is. And when you know many of them from many different cultures, there's an intuitive level at which you begin to absorb the foundational elements from which these stories were crafted. And there becomes this knowingness that you step into that isn't something that can be spoken because you can only talk around it. Right. You can't talk from it because it's bigger than words can grasp. And so since we've been covering a lot of the foundational stuff, for the first year of the series. And we'll be a year and a half into this by the time we get started on this in January, because we started in June right. of last, uh, of you know, June of a year ago. So, you know, we're a year and a half in to your sort of smorgasbord of, mm-hmm. of cultural and uh, magical constructs, right? Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is I want to take it to the next level for you guys now and to, to be able to say, okay, so here is the, the mythological references that you need to begin to own and, and bring into your beingness so that you too can begin to create this relationship with the all that is from the stories that have been told of it. Yeah. And you're going to have to take everything sort of with a grain of salt because, you know, some things will co- will contradict others and whatever. Yeah. But when you just sit with it all, instead of trying to say what's right and what's wrong and what's good, what's bad, but just to, it receive it all, it begins to really just coalesce into uh, a larger 
understanding. In any sort of panoramic, I guess I'll, I'll describe it as view of the mythologies, the mythos that are out there, just the number of them, the more that you get to see them across the spectrum, the more you realize how closely tied they are and how close to it's all one that statement really aligns. It's it's Absolutely. really a wonderful way that we see that even without necessarily the storytelling, people have used the same underlying mythologies to explain away the realities. Yeah. I mean, you know that I'm a Star Trek fan. Yes. Um, the Children of Tama mm-hmm. is a, an episode in The Next Generation. And it is one of my favorite episodes because it really embodies this idea. The concept is that this alien race speaks entirely in mythology and entirely in storyline. And if you don't understand the stories, you don't understand what they're saying. They make references to the stories. Shaka, when the walls fell, right? right? Um, You know, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. If you don't know what Tanagra is or who Darmok and Jalad are, you don't know jack about what they're talking about. But with the underlying mythos, being built into the the structure, you now have a rich and full language, full of all this metaphor that is being discussed. And that's what our mythology is. Yeah. And when you can speak it fluently, you're going to begin to see it everywhere in your culture. I mean, everywhere down to Venus razors, right? (laughs) It's like, you know, there's just, it, it's, it's in everything from products to uh, movies, to religion, to, uh, you know, sports. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere, yeah. right? And you won't know that until you start to learn these things. And then you're going to be like, oh my God, there's like this whole language of symbology that I have completely missed because I did not know the, underlying the stories mythology. from which it was formed. Yeah. And so there's a whole layer of meaning that if you don't know these stories, you're totally missing in your life in general. I am really excited for that for that run. I, I really am. I'm a huge, huge mythology fan and how it crosses over to different to different cultures. It's it's really cool. I think people are gonna get very excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited to do it too. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Yes, and lots of good stuff today as well. We talked about the moon. We talked about mythology. Very cool stuff. And folks, if you've got questions or things you want to you wanna suggest to Kelly in terms of topics that you might want to hear, why don't you drop into the Facebook group, Spirit Chirpa Podcast After Party Facebook group, where you can post stuff and, and interact with other listeners, interact with other guests and hosts and things like that. And get uh, your questions answered or maybe get a topic for uh, an episode that you might want to hear out there. Very cool. A lot of fun, a lot of good stuff going on there. And you can also uh, absolutely go to kellysparta.com so that you can sign up for your discovery session, which we've talked about before. If you've been listening to these episodes, you're probably ready to talk to Kelly. You're probably ready for a little one-on-one time. So you can go there and you can sign up for your discovery session and see what Kelly has going on. A number of other things. The Boundaries Empaths course is still still there and available yep. for people. And you can go and get that. All kinds of good stuff. And if you have been listening to the, the podcast and you enjoy what you're hearing, then by all means, share and rate the podcast. Let others know what you're listening to. Share it around. Let people... Join in the fun and the good times that we're having here. 
as well as you are. The whoop whoop as Kelly raises her hands to the sky. <laughs> but also rate the show on whatever podcast listening application you're using. Rate the show and let the world know what you think of the work that that's being done here in Spirit Sherpa. Other than that, do you have any final words you want to say before we head out today? There's been a lot of upheaval happening recently. Mm. There's been a lot of challenge in people's lives. Joey and I have been talking about that, um, uh, you know, off camera and off, off, off sound, but um, it's going around. And the thing that I want to remind you of is just because it's hitting you doesn't mean you did anything to deserve it. It's not a punishment, right? There's just some shit going down right now. And so be kind to yourself Take care of yourself, take downtime, you know, get a massage, go to a movie, you know, do something that's fun. Um, get yourself some space from the ah, that's going on right now because there is a lot. And I want to remind you that at the same time, there's a lot going on right now. There's also a huge amount of energetic downloads that are happening. Hmm. And so if you're not sleeping well, tell your guides that you need a night or two off. If you're at your breaking point and you're just like, I can't freaking deal even one more minute, say, I need a week off. Yeah. No downloads for a week. You know, I, I just can't. I can't deal. And what and I've if, even found if, there is that even though I've been sleeping through the night, I wake up feeling unrested. And that's, that's another part of it, I think, is, is along with that. So even if you're sleeping, you're like, I didn't wake up at all last night, but I just don't feel like I slept it. And that, that could be part of it, too. So ask for that night off. Exactly. Or that week off. Yeah. Um, and if, they're, if you tell your guides, I need a week off, and they go, oh, no, we've got to get this downloaded now. You say, well, then go back in time and download <laughs> it back then because yeah. I need a day off today yeah. and the next five days after that. So, because they have the ability to do that and they're not living in physical space. Right. So, if they need to get something to you, they can go back in time and download it and just be like, uh uh, you're going to break the machine that is making things go. Leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's been so, yeah. a lot of up people. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. Okay. So just be kind to yourselves. All right. Take care of you because we can't take care of you from here. We would if we could, <laughs> but you're going to have to do it for us. There okay? you go. All right. Take care of yourself, folks, as Kelly says. And that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. travel over 13,000 miles, I'll leave behind a little Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Production. And my love and my life and me
Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.